Welcome to another episode of Chan with a Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. And in today's episode, this is a follow-up to my last episode with Joel Hansen in terms of building your personal brand. At the end of that conversation, he was talking about the LinkedIn video course that he created to help aspiring LinkedIn content creators. So what I want to get at is that once you build a strong enough personal brand on any platform with a good sized audience, you can actually monetize your expertise into a course and then sell that course for revenue. And the best thing about creating a course from a revenue perspective is that it's uncapped, meaning you can sell the course as many times as you want and it won't affect your time because it's already built and ready to go. For me, as an example, as a resume writer, there are only so many resumes that I can write. But if I turn my resume expertise into a how-to course, I can sell as many of those as I want because I'm not directly contributing my time for these customers. The main issue is when you get to that level where your personal brand has a huge following that you could monetize it into a course is that people generally don't know how to start to create a course that would be of value to their audience. This is why I brought in Leslie Kaysen to educate my audience who have built a personal brand and are looking to monetize it through courses. Leslie will talk about a general overview of effective course creation from picking the right topic that your audience will want to pay you to teach them in a course to what type of courses are the most effective in terms of consumption and helping your customers go from A to B. So a little bit about Leslie. She is currently the founder of the Creative Enclave, a tech studio specializing in helping course creators build profitable online schools on platforms such as Teachable and Kajabi. She started the Creative Enclave in 2017 after leaving her career with the U.S. government to explore entrepreneurship. She now works with course creators at all stages to help them create, sell, and manage successful courses that have a global reach. Now let's get into my discussion with Leslie on creating courses to create additional income for the working professional. Hey, Leslie. Hi, how are you? Good, how about you? I'm well, thank you. How's business so far this year? January has exploded. It's been super busy. Nice, that's good to hear. Always uh, kicking off high gear for the new year, right? I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> Great. For my audience today, uh, I wanted to bring in Leslie Kaysen on to the show as she specializes in creating profitable online courses. And I know my main audience is working professionals and working professionals in terms of how to get more income, they either have to try to get a promotion in their current company or they have to go externally for more money somewhere else. And I want to open people's minds in terms of finding additional options to make money instead of just the standard getting promoted or leaving for an external company to make X amount of more dollars. So that's why I wanted to bring Leslie on just to highlight how there's different avenues of revenue generation. And I think Leslie will have great expertise into helping professionals create courses utilizing the expertise that they already have from working professionally for X amount of years. So with that being said, uh, Leslie, what is uh, the benefits of creating a course? Well, there are so many benefits. So a lot of working professionals, particularly those who've been in their career for a long time, have a wealth of knowledge about their industry and experience in their industry that is valuable to a lot of people um, who are either trying to get into that industry or who work in it in some other capacity. And so if you have knowledge and expertise that you have gained through your own experience, 
then turning that around and putting it into a course that you can then sell to people who want to learn that kind of thing, who want to learn that subject matter can be super profitable, even as a a side hustle, you know, in addition to your regular nine to five. It's an incredibly valuable resource for people who maybe don't have the time or they don't have the resources to find that information on their own. You could become their resource. Let's do a little bit of role play. So let's say I'm a marketer, uh, marketing manager for an agency for five plus years. How would I go about creating a course utilizing my expertise? So there are a lot of ways. It depends really on what kind of marketing you do. So let's say you're a social media marketer. So you know how to leverage Facebook ads and social media ads in order to get in front of other audiences. That could be a super profitable thing for other businesses to understand how Facebook ads works, to understand how Instagram ads works, and how to leverage those two platforms in order to get your product or your service in front of a larger audience. By you teaching them how to do that, you're really giving them the control in their business to be able to do it for themselves. And then you become their resource for learning how to use those platforms in order to sell their stuff. So they're using your knowledge in order to make it advantageous to their business. So you become, you know, essentially their person for learning how to do that kind of marketing. And that's, you know, true for any kind of marketing that you do, whether it's in-person marketing or, or social media or online in any way, other businesses need to know that stuff. So it should be you teaching it. This is all great, but the biggest rebuttal that a lot of professionals might be asking right now is, I, can I just go on various YouTube channels, get social media advice that way, or look at articles that specialize in social media? Why would they want to pay me when there's all this free information out there? Right. So that's pretty much the objection for a lot of course creators. And the reality is that people are busy. They don't have the time to go scouting all of this information on their own. And you can't really know who to trust because you could go on YouTube and find 20 different videos that are going to tell you 20 different things. So you really have to spend your time sifting through all of that. You have to figure out who to trust. Do they know what they're talking about? What's their track record? And that kind of stuff takes a lot of time. And time is money. Time is currency. That that you, by having a course, you could help them get to the end result so much faster in a way that they know is going to work. Your methodology is proven. They understand that you are an expert in your field. And so people are willing to pay a premium price to get expertise from people who actually know what they're talking about so that they don't have to waste their time on Google and YouTube trying to sift through and find something that makes sense to them. So with that being said, would someone have to build out their personal brand in order to leverage their brand to show their expertise? Or can someone just create a course right now and be able to sell it right then and there? Well, it's not going to be um, that easy. So you have to find an audience. You need to find the people who are willing to listen to you because nobody can sell a course without trust. Nobody can sell a course without having the trust of the audience because whatever subject matter you're teaching, you're likely going to have competition. So why should somebody come to you versus going to somebody else who might be more established? So spending that time upfront, building out your brand, building out your audience, getting in front of people, helping people, you know, you're always coming from a place of service, getting in front of the the right kinds of people who are interested in the subject matter that you're teaching. And not only that, but that connect with you personally and actually want to learn from you because it's as much a personal thing as it is a business thing. Do they trust you? 
Do they think that you know what you're talking about? And if they do, then when you have an offer for them, they're going to be much more likely to go to you for it than somebody else in that same niche. All right. So in terms of starting the course, you have to build the audience first. And that's through like various social channels and building your expertise through content marketing to build trust. Is that correct? Right. And also starting an email marketing system, getting a list of emails from people who want to hear from you and who want to hear from you consistently. Consistency is the key when it comes to building an audience and building trust with your audience. Not only do you want to get in front of them on other channels, but social media lasts for seconds. You want to get them to a place where you are going to be able to reach them on a consistent basis. The way to do that is to have an email list, to email them consistently, to give them something valuable every week, every other week, whatever your cadence is, so that they can start to to see the evidence that you actually know what you're talking about. So it's much, much more than putting up a social media post on Instagram that the likelihood that all of your audience is going to see it is very, very small anyway. So you want to get them to a place that you can control where you can consistently get in front of them. So let's say I built the audience. I have, let's say, 10,000 Instagram followers, and I'm ready to create my course in social media marketing. What type of foundation do I need to build in order to create the course? So for example, do I need to do video? Do I have to do PDFs? Or what type of tools do I need to build my foundation? And what's generally the cost in terms of a startup? The best courses, the ones that do the best are video, where you you don't need to be on camera a lot of the time course creators will do a combination of slides and narration and they never are seen on camera. So you really don't have to put yourself on camera in order to be effective, but video is going to be the best way to deliver your content supplemented by downloads and text and PDFs and even maybe a community if you want to add that in. What you need really to get started is a place to house those things. So you can go as easy as doing a live course that you're recording as video that then becomes the foundation of the course that you turn evergreen. Or you can go all the way to something like Kajabi, which is a an all-in-one platform that is going to do everything for you. So on the low end, you're going to probably have to invest a couple hundred dollars at least on equipment so that you can make your videos, video production software, a microphone. And on the high end, something like Kajabi is going to cost you at least $1,400 a year in order to host all of those things. So what you choose really depends on what you are willing to invest, number one, but also what kind of return do you expect to get? So a lot of times you might want to soft launch and see what kind of traction you get before you really invest in anything. Okay. And just to add to that, in terms of like the price point to charge for the course, there's obviously this myth of the more content you put into a course, the higher the price you can charge. But there comes to a point where if it's like 40 hours worth of course content, it might be a bit too much. Uh, so what's the good balance between pricing your product properly and giving them enough content where they'll actually do the work? What matters is not so much the amount of content that you're giving them, but the end result. The end result is the most important thing on a course. And you can, even if you have a course that takes could take somebody two weeks to get through, but that end result is really valuable to them, then that can become a premium course. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to produce a ton of content and a ton of videos. In fact, it's, it's probably not the best idea to do that 
because people have short attention spans. Nobody ever really finishes a course. It's not people go into the course, they get what they need out of it, and they're they're out. So there's no need to front load your course with a ton of content that people have to wade through. The goal is to get them from point A to point B the quickest that you can. And so if you have something that you have a proven methodology, you know it works, you know that you can get somebody a result if they go through your course and they take your steps, you can charge a premium price for that even if it doesn't have a million videos in it. What is the average price for a course that you would recommend someone starting out? You're probably going to want, in an initial course, you're probably going to want to stay below 397. 397 tends to be the sweet spot when it comes to, particularly if it comes to courses that don't offer any kind of other support, where you buy the course and you go through it at your own pace and you're kind of on your own. 397 is roughly the sweet spot. You may even want to go a little bit lower than that and do something intro level where it's quick. It doesn't take you a lot of time to produce it and you're not going to charge more than $100 for it, but that can be a good intro into helping people at a low risk learn about you, learn about how you teach, learn about your expertise, and then you move them on to the next level for the next phase of the course that you're teaching. So I would say new course creators don't try to go above 397 unless you know for sure that your proven methodology is going to get people results and that you have testimonials and other people who can vouch for your course working. There's obviously platforms that you mentioned. There's also the cheaper platforms just as Udemy that prices courses fairly cheaply. Do you recommend professionals that want to start creating courses use that method or should they just host it on their own site with an external platform like Kajabi? I always recommend uh, staying off of Udemy because you really don't, once you put your course on there, you really don't control it after that. You can't control the pricing. You can't control when it goes on sale and you're not really going to get a lot of benefit from that finance wise because they're controlling, not only are they controlling the price, but they're also taking a percentage of it. So you can do it even for as little as $39 a month on Teachable and get your course out there, get some traction. And then, you know, fairly quickly, your course could pay for itself. And then you can move on to a higher grade. Not to say that Teachable isn't a high grade. Teachable is a perfectly good platform. But if you wanted something that was going to be a little bit more robust, then you would be able to do that once your course gets some traction. So I would say put it on a platform where you can control access, you can control pricing, you can control everything. How do you find the right idea that will generate demand? There's obviously tons of courses out there and everybody wants a specific expertise. So what type of research should someone do in terms of creating a course that has that demand where people want to learn and get good at it? Well, you want to try to find your audience first. So that could be Facebook groups. Regardless of what kind of course you create, the earlier you can start an email list, the better it's going to be for you in terms of launching. But you want to try to find the right people. Not You don't want to survey just a group of random people because you're going to get all of these disparate answers that are not really going to be helpful to you. You want to try to find the people who are going to be at least somewhat the right fit for what you're thinking about creating because then you can do focused market research where you can ask them really targeted questions. Things like, what are you actually struggling with when it comes to this particular topic? 
And you can start to see patterns in that group of people in that audience so that you can understand what are people looking for in the market that maybe they haven't found yet. And then you can respond to it that way. And in terms of getting that audience, getting that research, what are some things to increase the conversion rate? I, I know like one of the popular uh, methods is doing a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're not happy with the course, we'll happily refund your money. Is there any other tactics to help increase the engagement uh, on your sales page? Well, yeah, there's definitely. So one of the things that we do in my business is whenever we're helping people put their launch together, their initial launch of a new course is we help them to prime their audience. So we help them to do the, the things, create the content, create the buildup to the course so that people are not surprised when you open it. So you never want to surprise an audience and say, hey, I have this thing available for purchase, come on over and buy it. You know, that rarely works. You want to get them in a position where they have heard about it before, they already understand what it is. You've already produced some content that kind of gives them a glimpse into what the subject matter is going to be, what they're going to be learning. And then by the time you open the course, by the time you start really talking about it and really pushing the sale and using email marketing to get them over to the sales page, they have already got it in their head that this is a thing that they might be interested in purchasing. They already know something about it. And so it's easier to shorten that bridge between hearing about it and making the decision to purchase. So that's one of the tactics that you can use. The other is urgency. Urgency is a big motivator, particularly if you're doing an open and close course, you're launching a course versus keeping it open year round. So urgency really creates the need for people to act. So that's really one of the things that you want to do in any strategy you have is to kind of urge people to take an action. And hopefully you have done your priming up to that point where they have an idea of what they're looking at before they get there. So they're not surprised and they're not having to wade through a super long sales page to get all the information they need to make a decision. And I know in terms of sales strategy, there is upsells as well. For example, let's say the course is 397 and there's that scarcity effect saying if you purchase now, you can also get a couple private coaching sessions. So what are some other ways that a professional could upsell on top of the course that they're selling? So upsells are really a useful tool. Also bumping a course so you're adding to what you're purchasing, you can add on to it to elevate the thing that you're buying a little bit more. A lot of, um, one of the big sellers that I've seen is a community. So a lot of clients will offer a community setting that their students can get into that is exclusive to the course. It's a place where they can meet like-minded people. They can go through the material. They can get the help that they need. It doesn't necessarily require the course creator to always be available because you're building a community of people who are going for the same goal. So that's one of the upsells that I have seen work really well. Another is dividing your content, particularly if you have a very large course or you have a course that you have a lot of content and you really can't reduce it, one of the things that you can do is split it up into phases so that you, instead of producing one enormous course, you're producing maybe two or three smaller ones that are more digestible. And then those can become upsells, those can become bundles, those can become other ways to get people into purchasing the entirety of the thing that you're selling versus just a piece of it. So those are the big ways that I've seen that upsells really come into it is 
what is the thing that is going to add additional value to your student that's going to get them even further along toward their goal than they would if they were just buying your course? So let's say I've launched a course. What's the metrics in terms of conversion rates should one strive for? I know people want like thousands of dollars right off the bat with their launch, but what would be a successful launch for a first-time course creator so they know they can keep going with the process? Well, so there are a couple of ways that you can do it. So you could do, if you have a course that you've created, you could do something called a soft launch where you're opening it just to a select number of people, or maybe you're opening it to a segment of your list, but not the entire list. So you can do that depending on where you are in the course creation process. You can do that really before you do a full launch to your full audience to kind of see what is a sample of your audience? How are they going to respond to it? And then that's really a good way to make adjustments to your marketing, make adjustments to your messaging before you do a full launch. You can expect on a sales page, you know, if you get at a very beginning when you're just starting out, when you're just selling a course and maybe you don't have testimonials, you're probably looking at a 2% conversion rate, depending on how warm your list is. There are a lot of variables. You know, how much are you talking to your list? How much do they trust you? How much do they know that uh, you know what you're talking about? You know, what kind of priming have you done? So there are ways that you can increase that conversion rate just by showing up for your audience. But you don't necessarily need to have this gigantic launch and put it out there all at once. You could do it in phases and then make adjustments, take the data, make adjustments. And then the next time you launch it, you probably can expect a higher conversion rate. Thanks for these tips, Leslie. In terms of my last question here, what advice can you give someone that wants to monetize their expertise? Like what are, like let's say, the five quick steps on how to build that foundation and how to build up that audience to make sure that their course is profitable when they do launch? Well, the first thing is figure out what you actually want to teach. Don't pick something that you think the market needs. What do you want to teach and what are you really good at? Like, What is something where you have a set methodology, you have a set way to accomplish a goal that you know that you can get that same result for somebody who is doing it on their own. Somebody who's using your methodology, but doing it on their own, can they get the same results that you would get them? That's the first thing. The results of your course is the most important thing. Then I would look at the market. Who is your audience? Who are these people? Where do they hang out? What are they looking for? And are they open to a course? Not all industries really have online courses as part of their lexicon. So it might be that you need to kind of educate them on what an online course is and why they should be interested in it. The third is to give your audience an action. Normally that is to get onto your email list and then you start emailing them and building up that consistency, building up your content portfolio so that you can attract the people kind of on autopilot that are going to be interested in the kind of stuff that you produce. Fourth is to take your time building a course. Building a course is a lot of work. It takes a considerable amount of time to do it. So take your time with it and make sure that you are including in your course everything that somebody would actually need in order to accomplish the goal. And then the fifth 
is hone your message. What is your message? What do you want to tell people, not just about your course, but about your business in general? What is the purpose of your business? And then what is the purpose of your course? How does that fit into your larger message? So start getting that message out there and talking to people and really testing that message and taking that feedback and honing it. And that's going to make it a lot easier in the long run for you to sell your course long-term. Well, this is a fantastic advice, Leslie. I really appreciate you coming on the show to help professionals monetize their expertise. So how can people find you online and what are some projects that you are currently working on for uh, this year? So um, you can find us online at thecreativeenclave.com. That is my website. We build out Kajabi. We help online course creators build out their curriculum. We help them with their messaging and their copywriting. And then we help them build out their learning environments on Teachable and Kajabi. So if you are looking to create an online course and you don't know where to start, we have a lot of free resources on the website that can help you really get going with creating your course. And then if you need additional support after that, we offer a range of services that can help you take you from curriculum to execution and ultimately opening your course. Do you mind sharing a case study offhand of how you help someone start a course from nothing into a very profitable venture? Sure. So we have a lot of courses that they, the course creator, so we tend to work with established course creators when we're talking about building them out in Kajabi. So we have a particular course creator who has just been kind of haphazardly launching over the years, hoping to fill her course. And so we were able to really build her a great learning environment on Teachable that was really professional, that really helped to onboard that student. And then we were able to set her up with email marketing so that she could leverage email marketing and leverage priming the audience and leverage her message in order to fill her seats in her course. And she was actually able to do that for the first time in the five years of her course without having to essentially chase people down. So we were really proud of that. We were able to really hone her message and get her to a place where she could have a launch that was a lot more hands off than what she was used to and a lot less stressful. That's awesome. So anybody who's listening right now that wants to venture into course creation and want to make supplement income to start, definitely check out Leslie's social channels and her website and they'll definitely be able to help you get started. So again, thank you for your time, Leslie, and best of luck uh, this year. Thank you, and best of luck in your podcast. Those are some great insights from Leslie when it comes to course creation. These are my top highlights of the discussion that I want you to take away. Yes, there are a lot of free tutorials out there via YouTube or through written word in the form of articles. However, people are still willing to pay for expertise in a course because again, as Leslie said, people are busy and there are tons of people talking about the same topic and they want to find a person that can guide them from step one all the way to step 100 as an example. And again, time is currency. They do not want to spend tons of time sifting through YouTube tutorials and blog articles in terms of finding out which expert is the right one to trust. As stated in today's discussion, as well as in my discussion with Joel in the previous episode, it's vital to build an audience through content marketing before you try to sell them. Because whatever topic you want to teach in a course, there are hundreds of others that have similar courses for the same topic. So you want to establish trust and the best way to do that is through content marketing. 
Leslie emphasized that you want to build an email list and build that list over time because again, social media is very fleeting where even if you post every day on the platform, there's a good chance that a good percent of your audience won't see it. That's the trouble with organic reach. So you wanna make sure you collect emails because the email gives you the ability to directly contact your potential customers in their inbox. When it comes to the right type of course, Leslie has stated that video courses are the way to go. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to speak all the time in the video. It can be just a combination of slides with you narrating it in a video format. So if you are camera shy, don't worry, you just might have to do an intro video. But after that, you can go straight into the slide narration combo. And in terms of the amount of content in the course, I know people think that you can charge more if you have more content. But the thing is that if the content is overwhelming, most people are not going to be able to finish it or even want to finish it. And that means that they will not likely reach that goal that you promised them with the course, which again will lead to bad reviews because it shows that your course doesn't work. So don't focus on the amount of content in terms of correlation with the price. Your main goal should be focusing on what's the minimal amount of content I need to provide in the course to help my customer, my client go from A to B. That's what you should focus on, not the amount of content in the course. And the last thing I want to mention is that don't create a course on something that you don't enjoy but it's in high demand. You aren't gonna stick with it for the long term. And again, creating courses is a lot of work. So focus on what you wanna teach and then see if you have a demand for it, not the other way around where you try to find demand and create a course to cater to the demand. Again, this is a long game, so you want to make sure you actually enjoy what you're doing. Again, this is Chan with The Plan The Podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. If you found this episode valuable. I greatly appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family to support the show. I upload new episodes every Tuesday on all popular podcast platforms. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, where I post daily content on career advice, LinkedIn tips, and personal branding. Again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.